are some strange things mm. happening down here. <laughs> what was that, I wonder? What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers, Cheers to, to you. Ya. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler, and this is 30 and Nerdy, and we are coming at you from the Fortress of Nerditude with yours truly, the RNP, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdledge, the Mac himself, and as always, great to be joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the nerdtorious JLD, the PhD of nerdology, Dr. Davis himself. Wow. For those of, I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I don't even know what to say after that. That was exciting. <laughs> for those of you listening, again, thank you so much for all the likes and the subscriptions and the reviews. And if you're tuning in for the first time, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, Radio Public, and YouTube. Please subscribe and hit that fifth star. And leave us a comment. If you have any questions or comments about an episode or something we say about a topic... Then uh, reach out to us. Facebook, 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 30 and Nerdy Pod. And you can reach out on our website at www.30andnerdypodcast.com. Now, those are three zero, the number 30. Dr. Davis, how are you? Wow. Well, I've gotten my, my PhD since we <laughs> last did this, so that's one thing. <laughs> no, I'm 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 doing well, man. I, Good. Not not a lot of stuff to update everyone on. Uh, I've just been lounging around, enjoying the summer. Mm-hmm. You and I got to spend the day. Uh, we did at, at the pool yesterday with your with your lovely lady yes. Madison, and we had a great time. And here we are. Uh, we've just finished watching some some cool uh, TV. Yeah. Some yeah. Stranger Things. We watched that yeah. together. And now we're here doing our thing. I know, man. Uh, it's been great. Um, it has been a little busy. we got rehearsal going on still for Mamma Mia. Right. And uh, we are coming up upon Tech Week, or as uh, you know, us theater kids call it, Heck Week. Um, or something like that. Or something like that. Tech uh, is fun. So yeah, tech is fun. That's what they say. Uh, so I'm a little tired. Oh yeah. But uh, um, but you know what? I bet the show's gonna be great, oh, and I bet good. people are gonna flock to the. They're they're gonna come in herds. Yes, to in the herds theater. to the theater. Um, and uh, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, so what are we going to? If you if you tuned in last week. Uh, you you heard a great discussion about the X Men, mm-hmm. and uh, our breakdown, teardown, uh, I guess if you will, Both. on the Dark Phoenix, uh, the final installment of the first class of X Men that just came out, and uh, it, it was it was definitely a teardown. Uh, we, we were not kind to it, and again, it if you disagree with us, you can chime in at any time by. Uh, letting us know how you feel, but I'm pretty sure we're in the majority of feeling the way we felt. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, what are we going to get into this week? So many things. All the things. We are, of course, going to bring back our What You Watching segment that we love and fill you guys in on some new uh, television or film that you might enjoy. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about a couple of things in the nerd news. Not a whole lot this week. Uh, but what we do have is big. 
We are going to discuss some of the big highlights from E3, where we've uh, learned about what's to come in the video game world. Mm -hmm. Lots of cool things there. We've decided to allow our friend, Logan Roach, yes. to have some time to speak his mind about you know, the last episode. He has some thoughts on the X-Men and the Phoenix and all that. I'm sure he's complaining about something. Probably. But we'll see what he has to say, and, and Roach rants, we like to call it. <laughs> Um, and then we're going to do a, a break it down on Stranger Things Season 1. Yes, and we're doing that because we are mere weeks away from Stranger Things Season 3. Indeed. Uh, so we will do another Stranger Things episode soon before the third one drops. Sure. And uh, we'll probably watch that together and do an episode on it. So uh, it was really exciting to get to watch back through it. It was, it was, it was cool. Yeah. And, so uh, I hate to point this out, but yeah. I set you up for something, and you didn't, you didn't, you didn't follow through. I on caught it. it, but I thought I would discuss it when we talk about E3, because I'm sure they were there. They were oh, there. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, so, uh, and we'll get to all that. It's a secret. It's a surprise. It's a, sur a surprise. Yes, if you will. Uh, so yeah, we got a great episode planned, and we will get to that after a word. From some sponsors. All right. Hey there, Nerd Nation. Josh here. I wanted to tell you once again about our friends at Advertising Expressions. They can customize just about anything you can think of. Shirts, hats, bags, doodads, whatever you can think of. They can customize it. Any type of logo or writing or text or whatever you want. Uh, Advertising Expressions, it's 423-586-3270. If you live in the Morristown area, that's uh, 2103 Morningside Drive. The website for anybody out of town is advertising-expressions.com. Hit up Zach and tell him 30 and Nerdy sent you. Thanks. <laughs> It's summertime. Join us on the romantic island of Calicari and Encore Theatrical's hit summer show, Mamma Mia. This show is full of energy and sure to get you dancing. Mamma Mia is presented through special arrangement with Musical Theater International. Performances are June 28th through the 30th and July 5th through the 7th. Fridays and Saturdays are at 8 p.m. and Sundays start at 2 p.m. The show will be held in the James D. Swan Performing Arts Center at Jefferson County High School in Dandridge, Tennessee. You can reserve your tickets by calling 423-318-8331. For more information, you can like Encore Theatrical on Facebook or check them out at www.etcplays.org. We hope to see you there, where it's not just theater, it's Encore. <laughs> Well, now that we've paid the bills, it's time to welcome everyone back to a segment we like to call Whatcha Watching? So, JD, what are you watching? Well, I have been watching a show called Love, Death, and Robots. Ooh. I found this on Netflix. I'm really impressed with it so far. Really like it. I've only seen about four episodes. It's actually like a sci-fi anthology series, so the story, at this point, the stories don't really connect. Like, each okay. each one is its own story yeah. and it is either going to be about love death or robots, or robots. <laughs> so gotcha. one of the three things uh will be the theme of the episode so like the first episode it's these three robots walking around uh post-apocalyptic earth like wow. they're walking around a city somewhere and they're trying to figure out you know what all the things are for and like 
they find they find a basketball and they're like, "What is what is this? What does this do?" And then they see a cat and they freak out about the cat and yeah, it's really really great. I want to mention though, it's not for children. So if you're out there listening and you're not mm-hmm. 18 or so, don't don't watch this. Yeah. It's not for you. Uh, very graphic violence. Uh, lots of. Adult situations. Adult gotcha. situations. Uh, if you watch Game of Thrones, you it's, yes, you know what I mean. It's very similar to that. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like like the Twilight Zone or something. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because like there was an episode where this guy was uh, like in some sort of a time loop or something. Like yes. he keeps waking up on this ship. It's the and, same day. Yeah. Yes. Over sort and of over like again. that. Yeah. Kind of ground really day. Interesting. Then there was an episode, a little more lighthearted, where Topher Grace and, forget her name, but she played Ramona Flowers in uh, Scott Pilgrim Pilgrim. versus the World. Okay, so they're living in this apartment together, and they open up this really old refrigerator, and in the freezer, there's like a little civilization living in there, and they just (laughs) kind of watch them. Really, really uh, amusing. So I do recommend it. Uh, Again, not not for children. So. Tyler, what what you watching? Well, I know last week I said I was going to start watching uh, Krypton, mm-hmm. but I thought I'd be fair, and instead of going straight into a DC show again, because I went from Titans into Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. I thought I'd be fair and I'd do a Marvel show. Yeah, that's good, and yeah. I was watching Black Lightning. You were, so yeah, so I thought I'd play the fair. Marvel guy. And um, I started watching The Gifted, mm-hmm. and now uh, this is the X-Men universe. And it's, uh, the cool thing about it is it takes place like, you find out that it takes place like 20 or so years after what they're calling like Magneto's last stand against the humans. Okay. And it, something happened. You know, I guess the humans won. Um, because now the mutants are in like underground, uh, society. They're living in hiding. And there's this uh, group that are trying to keep them, you know, find more mutants and keep them in prison. And then there's this group of basically like rebels who are trying to save them. And you find out that there's one of the main characters is trying to, in one episode, break her sisters out of the prison cells. This other group of mutants are kidnapped and uh, captured and stuff. And you find out that the sisters, they're triplets. And they're Emma Frost's daughters. Oh. So it's they make those name drops and like, oh, yeah, I remember when Charles... So is this connected to like the, the movie universe? It is and not. it's not. Oh, of course. So it's kind of like, you know, they... Forget about continuity or anything. Yeah, I mean, you can tell that they're like, well, you know, they talk about like Charles and Magneto battling for years, but they still loved and respected each other. But they never really mention specific details like, oh, you know, in Last Stand okay. or the Dark Phoenix. So, or, so okay. the characters are mentioned, yeah. but specific. So the X-Men so have vanished. Okay. They disappeared. They, it's like they just walked away. Yeah. And nobody knows where they went or why they left. And I think a lot of it, uh, by the sound of some of the story arc they're doing with, is they were just tired of fighting. And okay. so, like, not just Charles walks away. I mean, the X-Men are done and just leave. Kind of like, you know, there's that comic series where Batman leaves and, you know, the rest of the family takes over. Mm -hmm. And so it's really cool. Um, I'll probably finish it within the next week or so. Is uh, this on Netflix? um, It's on Hulu. Okay. Um, 
I did. I went straight to Hulu for it because I knew that uh, a friend of mine, David, uh, started watching it and he caught it on Hulu. So okay. uh, it's also on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, and probably tons of other of the thousand streaming services that are out there, but it's pretty good. Uh, if you get a chance, you should definitely check it out, uh, especially if you're an X Men fan, because uh, like I said, the name drops are there, and it's it's really cool. You see some new mutants and some some cool characters, um, but I definitely recommend it. Awesome. Well, on that note, I guess we should move on into the news. Yes, the news, the nerd news. Yes. Well, we got a little bit today. Um, For instance, um, it has been reported that Samuel L. Jackson, um, known as Nick Fury and Mace Windu, he actually wants... Shaft. Shaft, yes. Uh, He wants to take a crack at Mace Windu once more. Okay. He thinks that there's more to tell. Uh, he definitely believes that Mace survived the fall because he says Jedi are like cats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I've, and honestly, if Darth Maul can survive the fall and being sliced in half, I don't see why Mace isn't alive yeah, as well. I can buy into um, it. So, how will the fanboys react? I can I, I can tell you the answer to that. They're gonna say, "Oh, boo, Mace Windu, he should be dead. He fell out a window." Boo, I don't like cool things. I'm a fanboy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, gosh. Um, and outside of the uh, Star Wars news, um, you have some, some fun news. Disney oh, yeah. opening up an- yet another extension to the park. Well, so. you know, they just opened up Galaxy's Edge, which mm-hmm. looks incredible. And I meant to talk about this when we had our... Big debate, but I had listened to Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man Beyond, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. If you uh, have never heard it, you should check it out. But they do that podcast in a Star Wars themed bar in LA. It's like the cantina. And the guy that owns it, he came on and talked for a little bit about his experience going to Galaxy's Edge. He went and checked it out and he talked about it. And I was like, man, I got to go. Like, (laughs) I would sell every collectible that I have for a plane ticket and a Disney, you know, ticket for the day to go to Galaxy's Edge. So let me get this straight, and I'm about to show your heel side. The same collectibles that are supposed to put your daughter through college, you would sell them to go to Galaxy's Edge. No, I was exaggerating. Oh, okay. But okay. I would I would probably do <laughs> I would probably do some questionable things just they got me in in star wars land it it sounds that good so as great as that is they're gonna open up a marvel land just weeks after galaxy's edge opens this uh marvel land is going to be a 14 million dollar extension in disneyland now it doesn't say anything about whether or not they're going to do this in florida at disney world or not i don't know i hope so because i'm there a lot more than i'm in california (laughs) but when i was in california at disneyland a few years ago they had uh the tower of terror which they then converted into the guardians of the galaxy ride so i'm assuming it's going to be in that area where because this all they already opens. have a Marvel ride there. Yes, and so they have already put up some walls. You know, if you ever go to Disney parks, they yeah. when they're constructing, they have walls up and a lot of quotes or pictures or whatever on it. And um, <laughs> you know, the thing that I get made fun of for saying, but Disney and the details, 
they have these walls up. It has like Stark Industries logos on it and all that. I like that construction. That is very gotcha. cool. Gotcha. So who knows? But uh, so I'd, what does this mean for the already initiated Marvel rides at like Universal? I mean, do you think Disney will pull their allowance of Universal <sighs> getting to use? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I I don't know. Hmm. I, I hope not. Yeah, because I loved the Spider-Man thing. The Spider-Man and ride the Hulk, at Universal was great. The whole the roller coaster is cool. Yeah, I don't know, but it'd be, it'd be weird. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Marvel, um, the Marvel has announced a comic series called Weapon Plus, and which teams Wolverine and Captain America together, hmm. and they are known as Weapon One and X, and it's a new take on their creation. And the program that created them. And the first issue will apparently drop July 10th. And basically, it's it's Cap is in the same weapon program that Wolverine was in. And fun fact, that's the day after my 30th birthday. It so if is. you're looking for a gift for me, that's it. You should grab me an issue yes, of this listener, comic. Send it in. Yeah. That'll be interesting, like the anti-hero versus like the ultimate babyface hero. It really or is. Or not versus, like, but well, teamed like, with. They're teamed together yeah. and... I guess um, they have to take on the other eight, apparently, maybe by the oh, sound okay. of it. The other eight weapons that were created. Uh, but the the front of it looks really cool. It's it's Wolverine that we've seen him before in his Weapon X with the helmet and, you know, that, that he busted out of the capsule. Yeah. And it's Cap in one of those helmets with his shield. So it's really cool. It's 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 definitely worth checking out because that's right. kind of a new spin on things. Go Marvel. Uh, yeah, uh, little DC news. I'm good. Um, Batson and Reeves movie that's coming out. It has been confirmed that these six villains are as follows. Um, they are the Riddler. Nice. Two Face. Okay. Mad Hatter. Okay. Penguin. Good. Catwoman, right, and Firefly, really, which we've never there. Anatoly was in Batman versus Superman for like a split second, uh-huh. uh, but we've never really seen Firefly on the big screen. No, so, or Mad Hatter. So no Joker, no. But Joker. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I think there should be time to build to it. Well, I mean, and they're also getting the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, which is which is a third universe. Oh goodness! So you've got the EU. With the already scratched Justice League 2, no more Cavill, no more Batflack, blah, blah, blah. Right. Then you've got Battinson's universe with Matt Reeves, and then a separate universe with the Joker. Walking Phoenix. So, that just uh, makes me want to throw up. I like, know. you have so much potential oh, to do so many endless. great things if they could just get their stuff together. Mm-hmm. Or destroying the legacy that DC left behind in comics and animated stuff. Um,. Speaking of DC, though, they did, for the month of May, beat Marvel in comic book sales. Oh, okay. Um, and a lot of it has to do with these uh, two new comics that were released, Batman The Last Night, uh, which is Batman in a post-apocalyptic world, and I guess he's kind of the last hero left, you know, trying to find out what went wrong, and another series called Deceased. And basically, within the first minutes of reading this, a zombie plague kills the Justice League. Oh, <laughs> zombies, just, huh? <laughs> yes. Um, when in doubt, bring zombies into the fold. Yeah, you know Marvel already did zombies, right? 
I was waiting for that to come because I cannot... I, I don't have a comeback to that because they did. <laughs> they did do zombies first. So, but, I mean, and it proves it worked. I mean, their comic book sales shot through the roof. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. it. I guess. I guess so. Um, some more DC news. They're releasing a retold Harley Quinn origin series in the comics, uh, which will be interesting. I guess she won't be Harleen Quinzel. Uh, or maybe she will, but I guess we'll have to uh, wait and see on that. That'll probably do really well because Harley's very popular. She is. Especially with, uh, I would say primarily, the female yeah. fans really yeah. love Harley. Um, the same reason that a lot of us love the Joker. Sure. She's, you know, yeah. that version, that side. Um, some horror news. Um, Spielberg... The great Steven Spielberg is releasing a horror show, a TV show, a horror TV show on stream. Now, we don't know where it's streaming yet, uh, if he's releasing it on Chiller or Netflix. Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, that's really belongs on Disney Plus. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, but it's called a smart stream, and it will only stream at night. That so, is such a cool idea. And it really that's is. That's great. Um, it's... Also pushing us towards the bounds of, um, they're trying to get into what they, it's like a R, RPG, but RP stream. Okay. Role playing stream. Uh, they're, they're looking at possibly getting into you control the outcome. Didn't Black Mirror kind of do that? They did. Yeah. Uh, they did. And, and it kind of plays off those books we had as kids, like if you picked this. Turn, turn to page, page 173. Yes. So they're trying to get into shows that do that. That's genius. Um, Why wouldn't you do that? Well, I mean, yeah. You know, I'm not a horror fan, really, but I'll definitely watch that. Oh, gosh. It's, I'll it's, check it out for it's sure. It's cool. Uh, and speaking of some more horror, and based on what we're talking about today, in celebration of Stranger Things Season 3, Burger King is going to be releasing an upside-down Whopper that they're going to be selling. It's basically, it's it's a Whopper turned upside-down, okay? It's that simple. How can you tell it's the difference? Basic. But it's to it's to boost, you know, partnership with Netflix and Stranger Things season three. Ugh. So if you like Burger King That doesn't appeal to me one bit. I'm sorry. I don't like Whoppers. I'm sorry. So, uh, but I've also sworn off fast food, so good for you. Um and getting into a little bit of E three news. Okay. Okay. A couple of things. Uh Marvel uh announced and showed us that uh, some footage of the Avengers video game. Right. And there are some fanboys and fangirls of upset with the graphics and the designs. And one person's, one group is complaining that it's the animated series voices and not Robert Downey Jr. And it's not MCU. And uh, as basically... Much as, they, as much as I would love for there to be games based on the MCU and everything, yeah. and, you know, I don't see why they but don't do that. But... This will be great. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And this is still early. I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of things that change within this game before Absolutely. it is actually released. So people need to just calm Marvel down. Said, Sorry, kids. It's that everything's fine. We're not changing it. We're not pulling a Sonic movie and changing oh, stuff because yeah. you're mad. Yeah. Um, they know what they're doing. Okay. And I'm I'm ever the optimist. Okay. But I think it'll be fine. I hope it'll be fine. <laughs> I'll definitely play it, and I'll love it no matter what, because I love this stuff. Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, 
E3 dropped some Cyberpunk 2077. Keanu Reeves, man. And they're just proving that this legitimately is like the year of Reeves. Keanu Reeves has suddenly become like... It's like the second coming of Keanu Reeves. Everybody suddenly loves him. I guess it's because like, of all the John He's been around stuff. since Bill and Ted yeah. when we were kids. Yeah. I mean, we know who he is. He's Neo. He was in Speed. Yeah. I mean, come on. And then everyone here today is like, John Wick. He's also in Toy Story 4. He is. Toy Story 4, John Wick 3. He's got he's that in Cyberpunk Disney 2077. Money. And he's in talks with the MCU. As to be Adam Warlock, right? Yes. It's, okay. He's in talk. People are thinking Adam Warlock, and then some people are thinking it's an Eternals, like Druig, in the Eternals role. I will be happy to have him as anything. Of course. He'll do a great job. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He knows Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> um, but So we, we watched some E3 highlights. We did. Just Speaking before of E3, this. Um, let's talk E3. Yeah. So... <laughs> Lots of crazy stuff coming out. So first, I think the biggest thing is new consoles. It seems like, you know, we just got the PS4 and the Xbox One. (laughs) I guess it's been a while now, but it seems like it was just a very short time ago. But we're already moving on to the next stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to have the uh, PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Project Scarlet. Project Scarlet. And the Project Scarlet console is going to release a Halo game. And Halo is like the most successful yeah. game for Microsoft and Xbox and all that. So adding another addition to the Halo series will Halo surely... Yeah. And it's not just a story. It's going to be Halo Battle Royal as well. They're taking okay. the Fortnite route. And they're going to have basically a Halo version of the 100-person Battle Royale version. You know, Call of Duty did it now. Um, So, yeah. uh, I'm kind of excited about that. Of course, I love Halo. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out. Uh, I've seen a lot of people excited about the Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm not Mm -hmm. a big Final Fantasy guy, uh, really, at all. But, great. That's good for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something I'm stoked about is Star Wars Fallen Order. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show or not. Not in detail. Um, But Fallen Order, it's going to be a Star Wars game about... He's like a last surviving apprentice uh, during the time of the the Jedi. And it's... What's his name? Cameron Monaghan? Cameron Monaghan. He played the Joker in Gotham. And he's He's on Shameless, Shameless, which is another great show. Um, So it looks great. It reminds me a lot of... The you remember those Force Unleashed games that oh, came yeah, out yeah, yeah. you know like seven or eight years Where ago? You were Vader's apprentice? Yeah, uh, Star Killer was his name. Star Killer. Those games were great. They were cool. Lots of fun. Um, seems like they've been forgotten though. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, kind of reminded me of that. But obviously, you know, years later it'll be a lot more advanced and mm-hmm. uh, better. We saw a little gameplay. A little bit. The trailer looks and, uh, very good. It looks really cool. And he's not just the voice; he's the mocap. Yeah. They. It's Cameron Monaghan. So. Uh, Gears of War 5, yeah. Watch Dogs 3. Uh, it looks like there's going to be some sort of Terminator game. Uh, when we saw some of the PlayStation 5 stuff, we saw a short little clip of a video game version of Daenerys Targaryen. Very great graphics yeah. version. So, of, some type of Game of Thrones game. I didn't. Might as well. Uh, Try to capitalize on the series ending and create a video game. You might as well. Well, this could backfire because everybody hated it so much, though. 
It's true. So, maybe they'll let you control the outcome to where you give it the ending they wanted. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, I will play it either yeah. way. For you Nintendo fans out there, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, Ooh. and this will be huge, excuse me, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, the huge, huge game, uh, very, very popular. I still haven't played it. I own it, but I have not had the time to start it. My sister-in-law loves it. She's spent hours playing this game, um, but they're going to have a sequel for it. Yeah, so, I haven't played it. It's, I haven't played a Zelda game since the Majora's Mask. I have heard nothing but good things. I've heard mm. people gushing about oh, it. Yeah, I have uh, to. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hardwick uh, from Talking Dead, he's a comedian, he said he spent probably 100 hours on that game. He says it's just a beautiful game. You can just walk around and look at stuff and enjoy it. So, yeah, like I've got Sky, it. Kind of like Skyrim. I've got it sitting right here. It's just okay. untouched. I see it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I'll have to play it before the sequel comes out. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I'm excited, you know, I, I'm really happy that they, it, we can make jokes about like, I don't even own a PS4 and now there's a PS5. Yeah. You were like, well, you might as well skip the four and wait for the five. Man. Right. Which is true. But at the same time, I'm happy that they are still doing this stuff. I don't know any of the details about the PS5 in this regard, but I read somewhere that the Xbox, the Project Scarlet, it's going to be backwards combat- compatible all the way back to the original Xbox. Ooh. Yeah. So that's smart. that's nice. Very smart. So you can, all your Xbox One stuff, you can we'll just play, on play it on yeah. the Xbox Scarlet. So I, I really hope that with the Scarlet's release that we maybe in a year or so see a new Arkham game. Oh, I hope so. Oh, that'd be great. Those Arkham games are fire. You know, it's it's a great time to be a nerd. It's a great time to be a gamer. But what sucks about it for me is that now that I am approaching the big three zero, and now that I have uh, a little a child, a little toddler running around, and all this stuff, and I'm oh, and Emma, you also have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't have a lot of time to play games. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited. I'm I'm gonna have to just really. Be really choosy about which games I'm going to try because I just I'm limited on time, time so I miss out on a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah, so I think the Avengers is a definite. The Star Wars Fallen Order Absolutely. is a definite. I love uh, the Watchdog games though, so I played those. I, I played the first one. I didn't do the second one. Uh, I think the Cyberpunk thing looks interesting. I might I might yeah, try. I'm that. excited about that. So yeah, um, and it plus it shows that they will not get complacent that right. they're constantly. Yeah. Oh, we need a new system. And it's, it's been only two years. Better. We need a new system. We need yeah. a new system. Uh, we don't want our fans to get complacent as well. Right. Um, but yeah, it sounds like a successful E3. Um, exciting stuff coming out. Um, and I, there were a lot of, if you watch it, there were a lot of people there. Right. I mean, people flocked there like we flocked to Comic-Cons. And I thought of a word. Okay. Yes. And this is a... Somewhat of a reboot on a segment that we started with, Nerd Word, and now I've thought of a new name for the segment. Okay. And it's called Talk Nerdy to Me. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I know I renamed the segment, but I'm still just I'm just giving nerd words. <laughs> That's what it basically is. Um, and your nerd word for this is called Nerd Herd. Do tell. Well, a nerd herd, Josh, is a group of five or more nerds gathered in one setting. Right. Um, and I'll use an example. 
Did you see the nerd herd waiting in line at the premiere of Avengers Endgame? Because <laughs> we were part of that nerd herd that <laughs> yeah. weekend. That was like and there a were big a herd. A lot of people there. Right. Uh, so yeah, nerd herd. Use it in a sentence this week. Yeah. Um, it might freak some people out and be like, hey, did you see the nerd herd, nerd herd at CM Games? <laughs> or did you see the nerd herd outside the movie? Yeah. Um, Make sure that you use it in a positive way. In a positive way, yeah. yes. And if someone's like, uh, why, where did you come up with that? 30 and nerdy You podcast. send them right back to you us. You send them right back yeah. to us. But so this yeah. is this is what I was trying to set you up for in the, in the yes, intro. Yes. And I failed miserably. You didn't fail. I just, it was selective. I was like, I know what he's trying to do. I just tried so hard. You, you tried really hard, and I'm proud of you, but when I caught on to what you were doing, I was like, ah, not yet. Oh. Oh. But you left me hanging. I did. But oh, at least sorry. I had your music for you. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I was prepared for that. <laughs> so that's your nerd word for this episode, and uh, you know what that means. I think I do know what that means. You know, we've mentioned our friend Logan like every episode because he's our brother. We love him. Uh, Logan, uh, we've known for years and years and years. You far longer than than myself. Uh, We have been very, very close friends for so long. Logan lives in Atlanta, and we're, of course, up here in East Tennessee, so we can't get together and do this, the three of us. But we have a little group text thing that we we talk every day we share nerd news with each other we talk we debate we argue a lot of times especially logan and i (laughs) um but i I love him to pieces and if he were here he would definitely be on this show and there's going to be times in the future that we'll be with him and we'll have him on the show live uh maybe if one of us is out he'll substitute somehow Mm -hmm. things like that so Logan is going to get a little segment, maybe not every episode. Yeah, he uh, might not make it every episode. And he, he's had one before, but we're going to allow Logan to send in uh, his thoughts on the previous episode, mm-hmm. and we're going to call it Roach Rants, because his last name is Roach. Uh, and, and he rants. And he rants a lot. <laughs> he complains a lot. Uh, he'll deny that, but I'm telling you, he does. He, he's, he's very, <laughs> very critical. It. Very critical. And nobody gets a rise out of you quite like Logan Roach Nobody. Does. I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he just sets me off sometimes. Like, ugh, would you just stop and enjoy things, please? So, uh, without further ado, please welcome our friend Logan. Thanks for giving me a few minutes of the pod, guys. The 30 and Nerdy Pod, that is 3-0 Nerdy Pod. I'm Papa Roach, back with another Roach's Rant, and we're talking about X-Men Dark Phoenix. Well, maybe just talk about X-Men because I know it, you know it, the boys even gave it a red box rating. Dark Phoenix is probably going to be trash. They're not going to be that blunt, but I'm going to be that blunt because that's why you tune into this section of the podcast because... I tell you like it is, and we're going to rant on X-Men, and I can talk about how many different character changes there have been over the years. I can talk about the terrible storylines and having a movie to completely erase all the storylines that have been in the past. I can talk about how one of the best villains that the X-Men have looks like a weird version of Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers. I can talk about how... Jennifer Lawrence is probably the worst character in the whole series being Mystique. And I love Mystique because Mystique is probably my favorite girl villain 
in X-Men because she's fantastic. And I feel like Jennifer Lawrence has phoned in the past three movies and phoned in. I mean, she's gone. She's like doing this because she's contractually obligated. I feel like she blew up at Hunger Games. She's like, man, I got the X-Men thing, X-Men thing to do and I really don't really want to be here. So I'm just going to you know, go to work, clock in. And I'm Jennifer Lawrence, so blah, 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 blah. Nobody will care. Well, well, we care because you ruined our X-Men. There's been a few positives, but I think the highlight of it is Hugh Jackman being Wolverine, giving us a Logan, which is pretty much a rival to Iron Man and RDJ. Hugh Jackman come on the scene, and that's pretty much who Wolverine was for a long time. Logan is definitely my favorite hands-down movie of the X-Men series. And it's because they focused on a story and it wasn't diluted with all the X-Men. I feel like this whole series has been like pop-up of X-Men and that's just it. They'll be like, oh, here's, you know, a piece of candy. Here's a piece of candy. Here's a piece of candy. And we eat all these pieces of candy saying, oh, cool, it's a new X-Men. Oh, cool, it's a new X-Men. But there's no substance in that. We're just eating candy. We're, we're getting no meat. We're getting no potatoes. You don't write good stories for us. You don't have good arts that we care about. I, I want you to do this. If you're not a comic book fan, read the Dark Phoenix Saga from the X-Men comic book series because it's so good. The story is so fantastic, and it actually gives you something that you care about. Just a clip, Dark Phoenix, which is, like I said, an amazing story. She turns into the Phoenix and then shoots up into space, completely destroys a planet, and doesn't remember doing it. So she comes back. And then now these people are after her. And the X-Men try to protect her. And it's just like. No that couldn't have been our gene. Da, 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 da. Anyway. Go read the Dark Phoenix Saga. In the X-Men comic book series. Because it's a lot better than what X-Men have tried to do for 20 years. And we just don't care about gene. We don't. And <laughs> so many bad things. Because my boy Cyclops is like a side piece. The gene, and he's just, he needs to go get a notebook and, and watch all the Avengers. He needs to go get a notebook and watch all the Captain Americas to, to learn how to become a leader because these writers give him absolutely nothing to do. He's so stiff and bland and whiny all the time. I don't even care about Cyclops, and he's one of my favorite guys. And I'm just so glad. I, I wish I had a clap button. Like Josh had the Avengers song button because I would be pushing that thing until the circuits blow up because Fox is finally freeing the X-Men up and Disney is buying that whole company and X-Men, Fantastic Four, <coughs> and everybody is going to Marvel. What I hope they do is just simplify the storyline just like with Logan and make it a good story and minimal people to care about. Then you can start adding people in the end, but you should just take it to the basics. Go with Iceman, Gene, Beast, Cyclops, and Angel. Make Professor X the one who gets them all together, together and then have Magneto be the bad guy. <coughs> Slowly introduce the other X-Men. Just, just give us a foundation to care about because I feel like Fox has never cared about the X-Men. They just have a money grab set up and they caught fire with the first ones and pretty much gave us nothing. I don't think I will miss any part of this X-Men series because 
It's just forgettable. Everything has been forgettable besides Hugh Jackman. And that's my rant, guys. Thank you for letting me have some time. Wish I had some more time because I could talk about X-Men all day. I've tried to record this three or four times and it's been going 10, 15 minutes. But this is my little rant cut down. Thanks, guys. Back to you, brothers. Well, then. Yeah. Thank you, Logan. Um, I actually don't necessarily disagree with mm-hmm. Logan. Uh, I think he was a little harsh. Well, I got against J-Law. A little. Um, and I don't think that it was garbage. That's the thing. Like, I still enjoyed the experience of seeing the movie, and I enjoyed elements of the movie. And I guess it's just, for him... Well, he's honestly probably one of the biggest comic book Nazis in our friends group. So he's basing a lot of what's happened based off of what he read Mm -hmm. growing up. And I have that that book that he's talking about with the Dark Dark Phoenix. I get it, but I also understand that these movies are adaptations of the stories and you tell these stories in a different way when it's film or when it's television or when it's a comic or when it's a novel or whatever. Um, I think it's just, we all three agree that this adaptation failed. Yeah, it did. It did. did. But I, I would watch it again though, you know, because I'm going to look at it for elements beyond just the mess ups with the timeline and the, Mm -hmm. all that, you know, there, there were a lot of inconsistencies and I do have a problem with it, but it's not enough for me to say, oh, it's garbage. It was so bad. It was terrible. It wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't. And, it, you know, for me to say that, because I'm pretty happy with just about everything, that should say a lot. You yeah. know, Logan's just a lot more passionate than I am about about that, I guess. So, yeah. But that's okay. Um, I don't necessarily think that it got bad till Age of Apocalypse enough to where I probably would not mind it watching First Class. Mm-hmm. First, yeah, um, X one two three, Days of Future Past, okay. Logan. You know, I actually did go back and watch Days of Future Past I this like this week Past. after our yeah, discussion. Well, I, have I it watched on, it on TV. I have the 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 Blu-ray and the digital, so you know, I actually no, I watched the Rogue cut. You, fu- you watched yeah, the Rogue cut. I watched that because I hadn't seen all of that. So yeah. and I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, but anyway. But thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, Thank Logan. You. I'm sure we'll we'll hear from you again. Very soon. Probably. Uh, so, uh, I think it's time to move on yes. to our breakdown for this week. And would you like to tell us uh, what, what that's going to be there, Tyler? We are breaking down Season 1 of Stranger Things. And before we get into this, number one, there are spoilers. Yes. Uh, also, number two, if you have yet to see Stranger Things Season 1, you're under a rock, my friend, uh, because this came out in 2016, mm-hmm. and it's 2019, mm-hmm. and if you've went all three years without seeing Season 1, then, like I said, you live under a rock. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, chapter by chapter, episode by episode, uh, kind of deep diving into some experiences of each episode, Character, choice, stuff like that. And you're a really big fan of the series. Huge. 
I watched it when it came out, mm-hmm. like you said, 2016, and I'd forgotten just about everything about it. So I went uh, back this past week and rewatched season one, and we got to finish up uh, the end of the season together, together. tonight. Yeah. Um, and it was great, and I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. And um, it, yeah, I, it was kind of like watching it for the first time again because I, my memory is terrible. But yeah. Uh, so I didn't know what was happening, what was going to happen. I didn't remember the characters really very well. <laughs> so, uh, we both took some notes as we mm-hmm. watched and I got to tell you, I w- am super jazzed about it. Right. I had a great time watching the show. This show is so well done. Yeah, absolutely. The Duffer brothers are brilliant. Bravo. Um, and you can tell that they are fans of those eighties movies that, um, we watched yeah. as kids. They sort of borrow Little elements yeah. of each of them, and not in just their from those movies, but like people like Stephen King, they borrow from, um, and sure. you can tell. Yeah, I mean, from the beginning, they hit us with like this quintessential Stephen King '80s sci-fi opening with right. like silence. Oh yeah, and the stars, and just the beep of the lab, and then the door busts open. Well, that scene really sets the tone for yeah. the entire show, like panic and horror yes. and su- something supernatural is yeah. happening and you see it's like the the scientists running, running to the lab and hitting the buttons to get away <laughs> from i guess it was the demogorgon yeah and yeah. that's probably right after 11 accidentally opened the, the portal the yes. portal or the gate it's probably the last to survive that room yeah and running away and it just sets that we're being chased feeling and yeah. you're sitting there the whole like first 10 seconds like what's he running from what's yeah. he running from oh my gosh oh my gosh can't be good to be running and uh he gets in the elevator thinks he's safe but then above him you hear the <laughs> of yeah. the monster and it just rips him up and just then pulls him through the elevator. totally different tone right away it switches to the the four boys yes they're in i guess it's mike's basement, mike's basement. yeah um and they're playing D. now i was never a D guy or anything like that either. but you know what Mike is an awesome dungeon master. Yes, he he is. was doing a great job, and it looked like they're having a, a really fun time. And what I really love about this scene is, in like five to ten minutes, we have already learned just about everything we need to know about these characters. Okay, they are great friends. They have all of the nerdledge. They know so yes. many different uh, nerd areas that they reference. They give each other a hard time and play around. Uh, they had been playing games for like 10 hours, yeah. someone said. The, 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 he said something to his mom about, like, I didn't know that the campaign would take a week to plan and 10 hours to to do. And she's like, you've been playing for 10 hours? Right. And every nerd has had that moment with their mom, whether it's Dungeons & Dragons, Monopoly, video games, it doesn't matter. Every person growing up playing yeah. any kind of game has had that moment. You've been playing yeah. for how long? And for them, it probably felt like 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. You know? But they're having fun, and they're close friends, and we, we learn uh, that this nerd stuff is super important to them. Yes. And all of that is important for as the show progresses. Uh, we, we learn about Mike's sister, Nancy. Mm-hmm. That she's uh, changed. Uh-huh. She's getting older. And she's a boyfriend. Steve uh, Harrington. Harrington. And he's supposedly a jerk, according to Dustin. But mm-hmm. Dustin's a little jealous because he kind of has a little crush yes. on Nancy, right? Yes. Uh, so, uh, moving on. They're playing their game. And I can't remember what happens in the game. But they they introduce the Demogorgon. They, right away, that foreshadowing yeah. of the Demogorgon. Yeah. And I think 
was it that Will Will uh, lost in the game? Will decided to instead of casting protection like he absolutely easily could have, he thought he'd attempt a fireball to kill the demogorgon, and he right. had to roll a fourteen. And Mike's upstairs with his... The dungeon master did not see what he rolled. So he's like, oh, it was a 13. And Lucas is like, did Mike see it? Mm. Then it didn't happen. You know, so keep it quiet. Yeah. Uh, but then we move forward a few minutes and he tells him. He's like, it was a 13. The Demogorgon got the, me. And the last words that Will says to Mike are, the Demogorgon, the Demogorgon got me. me. And I think that that doesn't just foreshadow what's coming, but it also kind of really shows Will's character. He could have lied. Yeah. He could have said, "Oh, I killed it," but he didn't. Yeah. You know. Uh, but and that the, foreshadowing. The, and the thing about the, of the fireball light. that comes in later, like he's drawn the picture of the wizard throwing the fireball, yeah. and his mom is asking him what the deal is. And what's he, Will the Wise doing? He says something like, "Sometimes the bad guys are smart too." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. And something I noticed was that Will really looks like he could be Winona Ryder's son. He does. Don't you think so? He, yeah. Especially from the 80s, the Winona we watched as kids yeah. growing up. I mean, it was perfect casting. It really kind of helped me suspend my disbelief a little bit. Like, yeah. this kid really looks like he's <laughs> her son. Ryder's so, son. yeah, I believed it. Uh, I put. The, you've already talked about the opening. It's mm. so cool. Um we then, within a very short time, we learn uh, the adult heroes. Hopper, uh, he's the, 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 chief. Sh- the chief in town. He's kind of a slob. Yes. But I think... He's not some physically fit, yeah. beautiful man. He's sort of... He, he makes me think of like a Han Solo in a way. He's like yeah. this rugged, kind of yeah. anti-hero a little bit. But we kind of learned that the reason he's just kind of bull and kind of a slob is he just kind of feels like he doesn't have much to live for because, unfortunately, he lost his daughter, Sarah, several Divorced, years before. And yeah. he's the chief of a boring town yeah. in Hawkins. So and That's about to change, my friend. Yeah, it is about to change. Another note, uh, there's the, uh, like the local diner. Yes. And what's the character's name in the, in the diner? Benny. There? Benny. That's Toby from This Is Us. Yeah. And Taserface from Guardians Taser of the Galaxy. Taserface. <laughs> so it was cool to see him. And yeah. he, of course, did a great job like he always does. In the five minutes that we get to experience oh, his character. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> um, but, you know, they're they're racing home after. And, uh, you know, there's this funny little back and forth between Dustin and, and Will. Be like, whoever wins, whoever gets to my house first gets to choose a comic or whatever. X-Men 132. I, I get your X-Men one, uh, 134. And he says it one three four instead of one thirty four. Oh, okay. And it's weird. I find that weird. And so as he's riding his bike home alone, his little light flickers, and he looks up and boom, there's the silhouette of the Demogorgon, and makes him fall off his bike. And I find it weird that the Duffers went ahead and showed the Demogorgon like that quick mm-hmm. because they're huge Jaws fans, and what made Jaws scary was you didn't see the shark until the last, like, ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. And that really added that suspense of, what in God's name is going yeah. on? You didn't see yeah. it. You just saw thrashing, thrashing blood and dead body. But I agree. Um, but, yeah, so he falls off his bike and starts running. And, and he's, he's gone. And he's gone. And it's literally called The Vanishing of Will Byers. Uh, moving on, the next note that I have is that these kids are such good storytellers. 
Everything that yes. these kids say and do, it's convincing. I believe them. Uh-huh. All of them are really good. And I predict that they're already huge stars because of this show. Yeah. But I think in the future, 20 years from now, they're going to be like big time actors, I think. I already, and I, mean, I know that we've you know we've had our debate about Disney and the Lucas films and stuff, but I could see Millie Bobby Brown playing young Leia. She would be a great be young fantastic. princess Leia. Yeah. Uh, if they wanted to do like an origins trilogy of her yeah. as a kid. I've seen other people talk about that before. Uh, and that's, she'd be great. That's well, too she, perfect not to cash in yeah. on. Yeah. And uh, Gaten Maserato is Dustin. He's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and just when he cusses because you know he has a lisp, <laughs> it's very funny. And uh, Mike is great. Um, uh What's his name? Finn uh, Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. He was also in It. It, the mm-hmm. reboot. He has a band that's pretty popular. All of them are super talented. They yes. did a, one of the late night talk shows. I don't know if it was Jimmy Fallon or James Corden or what, but they did like a Jackson mm-hmm. 5 song. Yeah. And man, they were singing and dancing mm-hmm. and it was super impressive. And then Millie Bobby Brown can, can rap. rap like crazy. Yeah. And just the talent. For sure. And, the, and like you said, the belief. And I love how the party really grasps that E.T., Goonies, It, Stand By Me feel. Like because the Duffers feel. borrowed from yeah, all that and stuff. And they love that stuff. And you can that, tell they're fans. That is why this show would not have been, in my opinion, it would not have been as good had it been in 2019. You can't. Because okay. cell phones. Yeah, Easy. that that old school kind of feel, that old you know adventure, like you said, Goonies and and Stand well, yeah. by Me and all that. Like if they had cell phones, ah. yeah, the nostalgia really makes it work. Well, and I talk about I wrote this down in my notes. Uh, the walkie talkies alone add this kind of panicky feel because if you're out of distance, you can't get a hold of each other. Yeah, it's not like a phone where you can just text and say, "Hey, by the way, there's a monster on the loose." Yeah. So it definitely would not work. Uh, we see in this episode that Mike's older sister, Nancy, she's starting to be a little rebellious. Mm-hmm. You know, she's always been the good girl, but she goes to a party she's in high at school Steve now. Harrington's house, and he's like the cool kid at school, yeah. and they're sort of seeing Great each other. Hair. And they're having a big party at his house at the pool, and Will's brother, Jonathan, is like sneaking around in the woods mm-hmm. for some reason. I guess he was well, he looking was, for Will. He was looking for, he was taking photo evidence of the area Will disappeared of, thinking he can uh-huh. see, and he hears the party going on in the distance. And decides to take pictures of all of them. So how did he think that would work out? <laughs> he decides to stalk in the bushes and take Goodness. pictures of the party going on, of the girls in their bathing suits, and um, Nancy canoodling. Oh, so uh, yeah, that that didn't go very well. We also know that back on you know uh, Winona Ryder's part of the story, you know her son is missing and she's obviously in a panic. She plays neurotic and oh, frantic so yes. well. She that's my the note I was going to get to. Winona Ryder is underrated, man. She, she is great. Is. She did a great job in this show. But like, she gets a phone call and she can hear breathing, and it's she knows, she it's, knows her son. it's her because you know it's your kid, and the phone blows up. In her ear, the shock, and you hear the... And then she gets another phone, and she gets another call. (laughs) And I put, I can feel and believe her anguish when that phone... Because this is her only connection to her missing son. And she's hearing him in distress. Oh, yeah. She can't do anything about it. And it's so terrifying and just sad, and she portrays it beautifully. Yes. Um, 
Chapter it, three. Yeah, chapter three. Holly Jolly. Um, and, and can I just one thing about t- chapter two is sure. Barb sitting on the diving board before she disappears. Poor Barb. There's no justice for Barb, and uh, she's sitting on the diving board, and the the blood drip in the water, and the, the figure behind her is so alien, so yeah. Jaws, so. And you can tell they're fans of that, too. Like, ooh, this is going to make them think of, oh, this is like when Sigourney Weaver's, you know, in the spaceship with the alien. It made me think of that, behind her. But, yeah, chapter three, Holly Jolly. So my first note, it's, this is when Nancy comes home the next morning because she spent the night at Mm -hmm. Steve's house. And her mom is questioning her. She can tell something's up. And I put, mamas always know. So if you're a... Young person out there listening, and you're trying to pass something by mom. It probably ain't working, my friend, because mamas always know. So Nancy's mom knows something's not right. Uh, Lucas has a wrist rocket slingshot, and I put, I had that same wrist rocket when I was a kid. I still do. Uh, Mine broke. It's downstairs. I still have a wrist rocket like that. Yeah, mine broke. It it must have been like the off-brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well... And I love, uh, I never, first, I never thought that I would see Christmas lights in a scary manner. Oh, except yeah. For like Krampus. But, like, this <laughs> this episode, she's putting up the lights to try to communicate. That's such a cool idea. And it is. So, Will is, like, on the, he's in the upside down. He's in, like, this other dimension. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of electromagnetic... Uh, he can, something like he can that. Man, kind of like we, to, in this day and age, in the real world, we say ghosts can manipulate our sure. technology. Science stuff. Science yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, I'm not that kind of nerd. So, uh, <laughs> Will is able to sort of communicate with Winona Ryder. Uh, what, through Christmas lights. Joyce, through the Christmas lights. And she puts the lights up with the letters so he can spell things out for her. And that's a really cool idea. When he spells run, and that thing oh, tries to break yeah. through the wall. <laughs> scared me. Um, it oh. almost had a poltergeist feel to it, too. So th- this episode is also important because it's the first time we see when Eleven uses her powers, how it affects her. And it causes her to bleed. It makes her really weak and everything. This is an, a, a cool thing here, okay? I need to share this story. I have a an acquaintance who is in the cast of the show. Yeah. Uh, she had a bit part. Uh, shout out to Glenn Ellen. Uh, we met several years ago. We, we auditioned for something at the same time. And we just sort of struck up a conversation. We became Facebook friends, and we've we've spoken here and there. She played Nicole in the show, and Nicole, you might remember, was the redheaded girl. She walked into the photo lab at the school when Jonathan was in there developing the pictures, and her one line was like, "Hey,", hey. and um, she sees what he took photos. Well, of. Yeah, and she goes and tells the other kids Steven, about it. Yeah. And so you see her in like three scenes, I think, and um, she's sort of one of but the bad still- girls. But hey, yeah. She's in Stranger Things. Yeah. So go Glen Ellen. And actually she's in season two, too, when they're Is she? they're looking at uh Dacre's character. Oh. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll we'll have to get that. I really um another thing that this episode showed is it's when Mike's mom brings the casserole. What is it about casseroles that are perfect condolence food? Yeah, that's a very uh stereotypical suburban mom type thing, isn't it? <laughs> you know what though I, this is something that I bet you didn't think of so Joe Keery who plays uh, Steve yes he I think in my opinion would make a really good human torch Johnny Storm 
I could see it. Right? Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and not just that, but Nancy, uh-huh. wouldn't she be a really good Kitty Pride? She X-Men? would. Yeah? She definitely would. Um, especially kind of based off the animated one. Right? right. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So if anyone from Marvel or Disney's listening out there, because you know, why wouldn't you be? <laughs> there sure you are. go. That casting is done. We got it for you. Send them contracts and send them a check. Send yeah. me a check. Yeah, just send <laughs> it's It's done. <laughs> got that taken care of. So what else about this episode? Um, I think it just really reiterates the whole don't trust the government feel that I think every episode gives us. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go chapter by chapter with a don't trust the government. Oh, doesn't every episode gives you that. So... Um, absolutely. And of course, you know, Holly saw the lights and mm-hmm. the lights spoke to her and then the monster. She saw the Demogorgon in yes, the walls. in the wall. And I think another thing I thought about was the way the Demogorgon's kind of shaped, you don't see his face for the longest time, makes me think the Duffers are like Slenderman fans. Because it yeah. kind of has that homage to Slenderman. Yeah, a little bit. But, and I know we've talked about it, but, uh... Winona's performance in that just just in that little scene she's great that, you know go yeah she's like thanks for the casserole I appreciate it but you need to leave exactly. right now oh, I got, exactly I got bigger she fish shouldn't to be fry in lady. here yeah you know um, that was very good Winona's great so then we move on to chapter four the body and I mm-hmm. was so invested in watching this episode that I made pretty much no notes but pretty much the gist of this episode was that. They discover Will's body, or so they think, right? Yes. But it turns out, like you said, don't trust the government. Mm -hmm. They placed a decoy body in there. It was a fake Will uh, corpse. Full of cotton. Yeah, Uh, because they they pull the body up out of the water, and everybody's like, okay, well, that's it. But then it turns out that the government went into the morgue and had the the guy who's normally the undertaker. Yeah, had him leave. They had him leave, and they're like, oh, we'll take care of this. Uh, and then Hopper sneaks in there later that night, and he goes and he checks out the body and finds he, out that he it's... He punches a guy yeah, first. That's... Dude, Hopper... A cop. He punches a lot of people in this. Hopper is uh, the best. But he he does cut the body open, and he finds out that it's full of cotton and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he knows, okay, Something's Joyce up. isn't crazy. Something's really going on. He cuts the fence to Hawkins' lab, sneaks in, and... The rest is history. Yes. Uh, he actually gets caught, and they uh, you know, inject him with something and make it look like he passed out on pills at his house. But, right. Um, oh, yeah, and then there was that scene yeah. where he gets up, and he's back home, and he's, like, destroying his yes. house trying to find... Because he knows that he, his he's house is bugged. bugged, and he yes. finally finds it. Yeah, I love that scene. Very cool. And, it's, and it shows that it really adds that, um, you know, nervousness and paranoia and mm-hmm. that whole, like, it's not... What you see that makes you scared and paranoid, it's what you're creating in your mind mm, that's yeah. more scary. Yeah. Um, and, and I love how in this episode, Nancy's all of a sudden worried about Barb. Yeah, the oh, disappearance. Well, uh, like, oh, she's missing, and I'm the only person who seems to care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she didn't care before too much. No, she didn't. What happened when she was trying to get you to leave Steve's yeah. house? She, she, Barb she was tried to get you to leave. Barb was like the Jiminy Cricket. She was the conscience. She yes. was like, Nancy, this is not this you. Is this not is not you. This you know? is wrong. And it, you said go home, and then she disappeared. This is what happens when you sneak off to parties, and you you said canoodle with the 
the bad influence. The bad influences. So listen, children. You know, your friend gets taken by a monster by the pool. Exactly. So it will happen. I promise. I'm telling you. Uh, so chapter five. Um, the and flea and the acrobat. The flea and the acrobat. And first off, the science teacher is fantastic. I love how he talks to the boys like adults. Like, he doesn't look at them and go, okay, you're kids. You're, you know, like a lot of teachers in other TV and movies. But he truly is like, I mean, he's a nerd also. He relates so to them. He relates to them, and he doesn't shoo them away with facts. He's like, well, here's the thing, boys. Is yeah. We're the flea. You know, we're the acrobat. We can only go on this linear line. And he's teaching them this whole thing. And not thinking, you know, he's just like, ooh, an educational moment. He, he explains to the kids and to us, the audience, how a possible alternate dimension might work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it helps us understand what the upside down is. Uh, and he has a really great explanation of that. And then Mike comes back later. They had like a chess board or one of their D&D boards. And he took it and he... Turned it upside down to help so them understand. This is, the ups- this is Hawkins, but right. not our Hawkins. Right. This is the upside down. This is where Will is. <laughs> I just have a, a note again. I love this whole cast. This cast mm-hmm. is great, man. They do a great job. I have Hopper in all caps because he is the man. He punches out the dude in the lab yeah. and he discovers. He punches the cop for the body. Yeah. And then in the lab, he's like, oh, no, yeah, Brenner's waiting on me. Whack! Right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> then, he, he goes into Eleven's yes. room. Or what's yes. Room. He sees that they've had a kid there for some reason. So, oh, at the end of the episode, the uh, Jonathan and Nancy are out. I guess they're looking for clues about Barb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they find a wounded deer. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, like, oh, we need to put this deer out of its misery. And the tension's building up. And you're waiting on them to pull the trigger. And then the Demogorgon jumps out and pulls the deer into the upside in, down. Into the upside down. And I put scared a note. Scared the living day. The thing with the deer scared the duty out of me because I had no idea that was going to happen. And I did a little, huh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Nancy, however, the Jonathan Nancy subplot in that episode is strong. Yeah. But I also think that that love triangle is very cliche. I think it's a very cliche. A little, but it didn't end how you'd expect because they no. do kind of make you think yeah. Jonathan and Nancy are going to yeah. be together. And in the end, she's yeah. still with the, the, the cool kid. The... But yeah, so just like, you know, if you were in the woods and you saw a bloody deer ripped into a, an area away from you, what do you naturally do? Well, the lesson is you'd run away you'd because run away. there's a demigorgon but not, close by. But not Nancy. Nancy pulls the most white girl move in a horror film she's like let's go after it and climbs in a tree oh that's true she does yeah she? She, i was like and what he said like of? nancy nancy you not realize that your your brother's best friend is, has disappeared and your best friend has now disappeared uh you're next there <laughs> sweetheart <laughs> so, <laughs> so she crawls through the tree which is actually like a riff so like we've that shows us that the Gamma Gorgon can create yes. rifts to get in and out of the upside down. And she just crawls right through it. She's like, ooh. And you know, Jonathan's just shouting Nancy the whole time and then it just ends. Yeah. So it just ends. Yeah. And you're just like, What the heck? So, and this show does that well. Yeah. Just ends. Yeah. And you're leaving like, you on the little cliffhanger there. Yeah, because they're like, uh, we need him to binge. We don't want them to do this episodically. They've got a binge. Chapter six, the monster. I have nothing on this. Um. Well, there are some talking about you know the Duffers being fans of Stephen King. In this episode, Eleven really does. I don't know if you've read it, but 
Uh, Stephen King had a book called Firestarter. No, telekinetic Firestarting. Okay. And this girl, Charlie, in the book did a lot of things that you can tell they've pulled from for Eleven. Is this the episode where Eleven makes the bully pee his pants? Yes. I love that. Yes, so, it is. Go Eleven. Um, and breaks the other one's arm. Or, no, he makes the one pee his pants. And, uh, and Steve's friends... So annoying. They're the worst. This is the one where they're uh, spray painting terrible things about Nancy. Yeah. The movie theater. And, and this was, yeah, and then, so Nancy and Jonathan see it, and they they find, them. they confront them, uh, and my friend Glenn Ellen is there again yeah, in that scene. exactly. And there's the big confrontation, and, and the Jonathan boys have a beats fight. the crap out of Steve. Yeah. Don't mess with the... Don't mess with the quiet Don't mess guy. with those buyers, kids. <laughs> yeah. And uh funny thing... Uh, my f- one of my favorite lines, um, in this series is in this episode. It's after she's, uh, the bully and his friend have cornered them at the quarry, and so she like shows up triumphantly to save Mike and Dustin, breaks the one kid's arm, pushes the other one down. And they start to run away, and Dustin's like, "She's our friend, and she's crazy. She'll kill you if you come back here. If you come back, she squeezed your tiny bladder with her mind." (laughs) (laughs) And like, it just adds to the beautifulness that is Dustin's character. Yeah, he's great. Um, And again, don't trust the government (laughs) in this episode. Chapter seven: the bathtub. Mm. So one of the first moments is like. I would say arguably one of the coolest moments in the show. They're riding the bikes because to escape the the, the government, the the people from the lab or the government or whatever. They find the kids and they're chasing after them, and they're on their bikes. And this van is driving towards them. And Eleven uses her powers to like flip the van up in the air and over mm-hmm. them, and they get away. And I'm telling you, it was very ET feel, like the yeah. kids on the bike getting away the on weird, the bike with the the weird kid or whatever, and. uh and then after that, of course, we have the uh, the between Lucas and Mike, shaking hands and forgiving one another. Yeah, because they mean. had they had disagreements about you Eleven. know Eleven's intentions. Yeah. Lucas kind of thought, I think Eleven's the monster. Yeah, and he wanted to go find Will on his own, mm-hmm. and he was mad at Eleven because they had figured out a way to get to like a gate. To, yeah. get to, the to get down. to the upside down, and she said it's not safe, and yeah. she loves these guys. They're her yeah. friends, and she wants to protect them. So she's kind of using her powers to disrupt Manipulate their, the compass. their compasses that they were using, and um, they, they didn't really appreciate that very no, much. No, they didn't, so. and i got to say, the moment where the government, after they've lost her, after they lost the kids, they go back to Mike's house, to the Wheelers, and they confront Mike's parents and basically say he's been hiding this girl. And the funniest, aside from she's our friend, she's our, she's crazy. My other favorite line is they show a picture to the Mike's parents, and the, immediately the dad, what happened to her hair? Oh. And like that's what you're worried. <laughs> what happened to her hair? Just it's just so casual. Yeah, and the dad's kind of nonchalant just about nonchalant. everything. Isn't he? These yeah. are the government. This is honey. our government. We trust them. They're here to help us. <laughs> But um, also in this episode is when everyone's kind of coming together like, okay, now Nancy and Jonathan know that Hopper and Joyce know. So they're together and they need to find the kids because they know that the kids know something. So it's that, okay, the team's getting together. We all are on the same page. Right. And I love that moment in shows or movies where you're like, 
Okay, everyone's on the same. All page. the heroes are together. Yes. Everybody like, knows what's going yes. on because there's like throughout the show, it's like Joyce knows something fishy is going on. There's some sort of supernatural thing happening. Nobody believes her. Mm-hmm. And we talked earlier off 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 air here about the dad, uh, Lonnie. Lonnie. Like Lonnie shows up when they think that they're he's dead. Yeah, they they have Will's funeral and everything. And we're meant to believe that Lonnie's this terrible guy because he, you know, up and left him and they all hate him and everything. But it's like he's making a lot of sense, the things he's saying. He's talking to Joyce like, you know, have you ever considered that some of the things you're saying are in your head? Like Will's Mm -hmm. talking to you through Christmas lights and you saw Will in the wall and everything. And I'm thinking, you know, if God forbid Emma were missing, my daughter... And Becky, my wife, is like, no, I, she was speaking she to was me through the wall. the wall and everything. Like, what? What? You know, what? What, you what, what would I do? What would I say? So he made a lot of sense. And then, but then you learn that he's there for the insurance. He's still a jerk. So he's still a yeah. terrible ex-husband. So anyway, they all come together and they all know what's happening. And they put a pool in the gym at the school because is they learn. That's the most annoying kitty pool to deal with. Oh by yeah, the looks they like have it. to unfold it and everything. <laughs> it's huge too. And. uh so they they put Eleven in the pool because that's a way for her to somehow connect into the upside down. Yeah, or something. it's like you're you're balancing between worlds mm-hmm. when you're when she's free floating. And you know it's funny that like you know they're pouring the salt into the pool to get the perfect levels for her to float. Science project. Because he calls Mr. Clark, and he's like, how do you build a chamber? Oh, poor Mr. Clark is, like, on a date. He's got the thing. He's got (laughs) this pretty woman, you know. And Dustin's like, you've always told us to open those, like, learning doors. Never stop being (laughs) curious. And And I'm thinking, like, if my kids were to call me and say stuff like this to me, and I had, you know, I was on a date, I'd be like, Sorry, I'm on I'll a talk date. To you Monday. You're closing. You're closing a door for me right yes, now. Exactly. So uh, we'll talk on Monday. But I love that. Like almost every episode, there's some sort of science project feel. Like why the compass is always point north because that's a strength of those the kids. Flea and the acrobat. Yeah. You know, you're kind of const- also like as an audience member, like oh, this is why you should always be kind to the nerds because you never know when, when you're save your life. when you're going to need them to save you from the demogorgons. Absolutely. Uh, I put a note here uh, related to the pool thing. Joyce is such a good mom. Because, like, poor Eleven has had such a rough life. And she's so... You can tell this kid is damaged, obviously. And Mm -hmm. she's she's so quiet and skittish. And Joyce is, like, soothing, motherly. Like, it's okay, sweetie. She held her hand. She said, if it gets scary, you let me know. And you can and I'm come there. out of there. I'll be there. And Eleven's probably never experienced anything no, like that before. Papa, yeah, which he was Brenner's like, a fantastic actor. He was that like, performer's great. Yeah, it might be scary, but we're gonna do this. Yeah, and you could tell she didn't want to do it, but well, she did it for when him. When she's in that intermediate area, not fully in the episode down, but kind of like a per- like a hallway. The I look place at it with as, the, the yeah, water. The water. It's dark. I look at it as a hallway, like. She sees things as if looking through a window, but she hasn't fully went into that door yet. Sure. And she sees Barb, and she's like, gone. Yeah, dead. She's gone. done. Again, no justice for Barb. Poor she's Barb. in a pile of of disgusting flesh. And she connects with Will. Yeah, she connects with Will. And she says, just hang on, we're, we're coming we're for coming you. We're coming for you. And before they leave, like, Hopper's about to leave them, and Joyce's performance there, just like, he's my son, Hopper. Yeah. He's my son. I'm going with you. Right. And that episode ends with them being captured by the, the, the government. Yep. Trying to sneak back into the lab. And they uh, then, Chapter 8, uh, they work out a deal 
where and, they're... And again, we've repeated this, but in that interrogation room, Winona's performance. Oh, yeah. You took my son. You made, We had a funeral for a fake body. Like, in real life, if, you know, God forbid, there there's a mother who's experienced something like this, this is exactly what it would be like, you she, know? Yeah, she grasps it, man. I totally mean, as believable. if you would think Winona had lived it. And Winona Ryder made me love Joyce. You know, Absolutely. I felt for her the whole time. Absolutely. And I loved her character. Um, so I'm excited about season two. I know I the situation. short she was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, As a human being. I know the tiny. situation in season two is a little bit different for her, but I'm still mm-hmm. excited to see what happens with yeah. Joyce. And I've seen season two, but I remember literally nothing of mm. it. So uh, that's, that's an episode for another time. But happy ending. Pretty much, they find yeah, Will. I mean, you know, they kill the demogorgon. Get, they kill the demogorgon. They find Will. Steve has his redemption moment where he, he comes back in to save he Nancy. Stood and up to his jerk friends. He erased all the nasty things on the movie he marquee. Fought the demogorgon with a nail bat. Yeah, I mean, really awesome stuff. I mean, and, and I have it written down here. Um, you know, but we lost eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she died sacrificed herself sacrificed herself for her fighting the demogorgon and um when the demogorgon in the school comes through the wall he looks like the flower in mario popping out because his mouth opens like a flower kind of yeah and that's what he looks like but i also have written down here fantastic finale uh great yeah. setup to season two you know we it's pretty late at this point, and I said, you know, if we're going to do the show tonight, we, I've got to finish watching the season. So we, we watched it together, and that finale, it felt like it was like 10 minutes long. Yeah, it did, and it was just great stuff. I was entertained the whole time. Um, and I definitely, you know, 10 out of 10 would recommend the show. Again, if you were living under a rock, mm-hmm. watch it. So in honor of Eleven... I have 11 unknown facts oh, please, do about tell. Stranger Things Season 1. The original name of the show was going to be called Montauk. Uh, and it's based on a true story. Oh. The Montauk Project was a series of secret U.S. government projects conducted at Camp Hero, Montauk's Air Force Station, on Montauk, Long Island. The purpose of the project was truly to develop psychological warfare techniques and exotic research, including time travel. Stranger Things is based on the Montauk Project, hence its original name was going to be Montauk. Um, Number two, before being picked up by Netflix, this show was rejected by 15 different networks. Oh, suckers. (laughs) Could you imagine being one of the... I'm sorry, somebody got fired after that. (laughs) Jeff got fired. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, the Duffer Brothers auditioned 906 boys and 307 girls before finding the leads. Nice. Their first hire was Gaten Maserato, who played Dustin, who actually auditioned for Mike. And fun fact, he actually has microcranial dysplasia. The actor does, and it's why they gave Dustin the disease. Right. Because the actor does. Um, in episode three, Hopper reads a little newspaper article about Project MK Ultra. It's a real project done by the CIA. And it was started in 1950s, and it finally they finally halted the program in 1973, and they truly were playing with mind control possibilities. So what's scary to me is like 
how is the government letting Duffer Brothers do this stuff, knowing they're pulling from a lot of fact and history? Um, number five, when the Stranger Things <laughs> series was released, people instantly connected with the character of Barb um, and were so mad at the, her untimely death, they created hashtags. Due to the fandom, Shannon Purser, who plays Barb, had to quit her day job at a movie theater because people would just show up oh. just to see her. Well, there are worse problems to have. I mean, sure, but, you know, and they would basically show up with, like, Barb deserved better shirts. She went on to be on that show uh, that Josh Radner did. It was about, it was kind of like Glee. It was about the kids at the uh, high school, and they did... Rise or something like that? They or? did Spring Awakening. Was, yeah. Yeah, she was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, she was also in the movie that was... Uh, I can't remember the name of the title, but it was really good. She's a good actress. Yeah. Uh, number six, the police uniforms and vehicles of Hawkins are copied completely from Jaws 1 and 2 because Duffer, the Duffer brothers are huge fans of the show. So what Hopper wears, Brody wears in Jaws. The vehicles he drives, Brody drove in Jaws. Very cool. Um, number seven, the quarry featured in the show is the same quarry seen in The Walking Dead. Because it's filmed in Atlanta and outside oh. of Atlanta. In the the quarry that Andrea and Carol are washing clothes in in season one. Oh, same yeah. quarry. Okay. That they jumped, had him. It reminded jump off me of. of, wasn't there a quarry in it? There was. It looked like Not the that. same quarry, yeah. but there was. Okay. Um, number eight Kellogg's hit their highest stock prices ever four <laughs> days after the show debuted. I bet they did. Because <laughs> Eleven loves Egos. Yeah. Um, to make Millie Bobby Brown actually float for the show, they used 1,200 pounds of Epsom salt in that pool to actually make the actress float. Um, which Could you imagine I, the pressure of having to having to float in that water and, and act like you're you know, in another dimension? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, number 10, Terry Ives, who's Eleven's mom, who went under the experiment, experience, is named after the director of photography, Terry Ives. And they just did it as a fun joke for her. And finally, 11. Chief Jim Hopper comes to learn about an experiment involving LSD in Episode 3. The Duffer Brothers created this scene in homage to Stephen King's Firestarter. Also features LSD telekinesis. Um, It's very similar, and I know I mentioned that, but those are your 11 unknown facts of Stranger Things Season 1. There you go. Um, I really love the fact that Dustin auditioned for Mike, but they hired him first as not Mike. Yeah. Um, and he's fantastic. It all worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we recommend it. Listen, if you haven't seen it, go... Well, I mean, now you know everything there is to know, know, but, everything. you know, if you... I'm sure we left out. I'm sure. Uh, watch it again, you know, because for me it was like seeing it for the first time, because... Yeah. You know, it's been so long since I'd seen it. So, you know what? Open up a box of Eggos, sit back, <laughs> relax, and enjoy Stranger Things. Absolutely. And I, well, that, brother, I that, believe... That's all I got to say about that. That That's another in the books. It is. And, and should we tell the fine people what what they can expect next week? Well, since it's our ninth episode, we figured that we would talk the fellowship. One of my favorite franchises of all time. And, you know, you really can't miss this episode because I have a really great story 
my favorite story. He's been dying to tell. It's you're gonna love story. it. You're gonna love it. I'm super proud of it. You haven't told anybody in a while. This it's story, yeah. It's so been a minute. You need uh, to. But I've had I've had a few encounters with some of the cast mm-hmm. from the Fellowship of the Ring, and it's uh, a, a franchise that is very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll have a lot to say about it, I'm sure. So make sure that you uh, check out our discussion. Of the Fellowship of the Ring. And if you have any questions going into that episode, like if you'd like us to maybe uh, discuss a certain type, a, a certain problem, or a certain scene in Fellowship, we will. Mm-hmm. Let us know. If you have questions about Stranger Things, uh, we'll answer them there too. Let us know. And uh, just uh, shoot us an email at uh, 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com and we'll get that answered. And uh, I'm excited for next week, brother. I'm super excited. I'm, I I don't think that I have been as excited about an episode as I am about our oh, upcoming Fellowship, Fellowship of the Ring. So, and it's my favorite of the trilogy, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, uh, it's been a super mega episode once mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed, uh, if, if you've been hanging in there. Yeah. But I am exhausted. Yeah, um, well, before we uh, take off, we want to thank our subscribers and our uh, Patreon supporters. We are on Patreon. If you want to support this podcast, uh, help us keep going. We are at patreon.com slash 30andnerdy. So uh, thank you again. And uh, I'll uh, catch you on the flip flip. Yeah, I I can't wait to to sit down and, and do this again next week. So uh, until then, later nerds.